Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes. Today, we have a returning guest, the wonderful young Puello, or Diego Perez, as he's also known. So Diego came on the show last year and spoke about his second book, Clarity and Connections. But today, he is here talking about new work, new teachings, and I'm so excited for this. So Diego, if you don't know, is a mediator and New York Times bestselling author who is wildly known on Instagram and various social media networks through his pen name, Young Puello. Online, he has an audience of over 2.2 million people. His writing focuses on the power of self-healing, creating healthy relationships, and the wisdom that comes when we truly work on knowing ourselves. His two books, Inward and Clarity and Connection, were both instant bestsellers. Diego's third book, Lighter, will be coming out on October the 4th, but when you're listening to this, it will already be live. So you're all already be able to get the book but welcome back to the show Diego how are you I'm doing really well thank you for having me again Emma this is um it's a joy to get to speak to you again oh the pleasure is all mine and I'm sure the listeners are so excited to hear your new words of wisdom and all about Lysa I was really excited to see that you're writing like a full-blown book this time because I'm so used to your poetry and I love it honestly I Mm -hmm. love it Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm excited to read a full in-depth book this time and all your wonderful teachings but before we dive into all the goodness of Lysa I would love to know I know you've shared this before but maybe you've had some more awakening since this point but a question I ask every guest who comes on the show is when did you spiritually awaken what's your story oh that's a great question I think um I think there were probably two different times there was one time um definitely when I did my first um silent 10-day course back in July of 2012 
But I think there were also moments um, in the longer courses that I've done since, like silent 30-day courses and silent 45-day courses. Even the most recent one that I did from January to February was 45 days long. Um, you know, there are moments where it feels like the truth of nothingness becomes really apparent and nothingness in the sense that um, what you think of as your identity is just ever-changing, that it's flowing, that there's no staticness to it, that it's completely dynamic. Um, and being able to feel that truth really clearly, I think, has helped me profoundly with this year because I think a lot of um, the stress that I create for myself comes from um, really um, believing that I exist. Mm, I love that so so potent and it's true we are so ever evolving um as you can imagine I have so many different answers to that um question here on the podcast but the one that really keeps coming through from a lot of teachers and authors and even I would agree with 100% myself is we're all always awakening and like you say yeah. it's coming back home to yourself and I love that your teachings focus so much on you know knowing ourselves coming back home because I you're singing to the right choir here I love that and it's just so so important when we're going along that spiritual or whatever you would call it journey really so um love that thank you for sharing so yeah. Your new book, Lighter, focuses on very much like the inner work and going inwards and looking at our kind of um, mental health side of things and our mm -hmm. limiting beliefs and fears and things, anything that causes discomfort. So what causes pain in our past and why is it important to look into our personal history? Oh, that's a great question. So, you know, it's funny because I'm just like just going back and referencing to what I was mentioning before, like about the nothingness. Um what I'm talking about then was really like the ultimate truth, right? Like what exists fundamentally, like is your ego fundamentally real? And at the ultimate level, no. But there is the conventional level where you and I are having a conversation right now. Like you and I both exist, we live lives, we have jobs, and we do all of these things. And this is all true as well. Um, but what we don't realize is that at the conventional level where we exist, when we feel some strong emotion or another, um, it leaves an imprint on the mind. And that imprint will kind of set you up so that you are looking at reality through the lens of the past, and you actually will keep reacting to the present in the ways that you did before. So you'll kind of keep repeating your past over and over again. So let's say if in the past you've responded with anger a lot, um, then you'll be much more prone to react with anger in the present. Um, and that's even if the situation requires it or not. Um, so what we don't realize is that a lot of those trauma points, um, they come from the way that we react and the way that we accumulate um, what we're reacting to. So we're just constantly taking in um, all these imprints. Mm, and it's so interesting how you describe it there, because I can notice it myself, obviously going through the inner work journey myself over the last oh, like four or five years. I had no knowledge or awareness of this before, you know, especially before I spiritually awakened. I was just going around having anxiety, having depression, having PTSD, not even knowing I had PTSD at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I really spiritually awakened and obviously had the inner work come up and like you say, the ego work, shadow work, all these good things. Um, yeah, it was a real big eye opener for me of like, ah, okay, you know, in terms of manifestation, 
I am repeating those patterns. I'm repeating those cycles. You know, that's where that's come from. And then ever since that point, I've been, you know, reacting in that way. And it's really interesting when, um, like you say, we get triggered by something or we react mm-hmm. to something, you know, those kind of hot headed moments where we're like, God, why did I get so angry? Why did I say that? Or where did that come from? You know, it's it's really interesting, you know, how we show up, like you say, through that filter of the past and I think um if more people knew why they were doing that I think it would um bring so much more healing and acceptance to people but it's really hard sometimes to identify where that's coming from so for anybody who's listening who's like oh my gosh that makes so much sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how do we start to identify where that work's coming from I think there's a few a few like mechanisms going on right I think one of them Um, that we don't account for often is that our mind is sort of set up for survival. Um, So oftentimes like that anger, that um, anxiety is like a survival tactic. You know, it'll help you stay away from danger. It'll help you preserve yourself in one way or another. But what we don't quite understand is that even though we may be sort of like evolutionarily set up that way, um, when you take that um, structure that we have, then combine it with our own conditioning of the difficult moments that we've experienced, all of this gets exacerbated and becomes sort of like a snowballing effect where it just gets bigger and bigger over time. And we develop um, these, you know, unhealthy, like behavioral patterns. Um, then it gets quite tricky when we re- don't quite realize that you know, we live in a world where we don't constantly need to be in survival mode anymore, right? We need to figure out a way to to thrive. And to do so, we need to learn how to live not from a place of ego, because ego is really there for survival. But instead, we need to live from a place of compassion, compassion for ourselves and compassion for other people. Mm. And compassion is probably one of the hardest lessons, isn't it? The hardest so hard, yeah. <laughs> places to get to because the ego wants to control. The ego wants to hold on to that resentment or anger or sadness, whatever it is. So I think that's probably one of the questions I get asked a lot of the time. And I know people in my life constantly say to me, like, how how can I go from anger to, you know, self-compassion and, and feel peace with the past or feel peace with that situation? So in your opinion Diego how do we go from a place of sadness anger or resentment to a place of self-compassion that's a great question I think we need to develop the quality of basically allowing ourselves to repeatedly come in tune with the present moment over and over again I think that's one of the reasons why meditation is so helpful because we don't lack we don't really have that quality of awareness that's built in, you know, like it's, it's there, but it's not cultivated. It's not strong. You can think of meditation as uh, taking yourself to the mental gym where you're over and over again, teaching yourself how to be present, how to be aware, how to be able to feel what's happening within your mind and body and feeling okay with having your attention turned inward Um, because it's quite helpful to, you know, not just live in an externalized manner where you're just paying attention to what's happening outside of you, but you always, you know, try to create that mental spaciousness so that you can have a bit of your attention on the inside. So, you know, the way that I'm most familiar with to be able to build those qualities is through meditation. But I know that, you know, I have friends who have made tremendous progress um, with different forms of therapy as well. So it really depends on finding 
something that meets you where you're at. And I really recommend that to people is if you're going to do one thing for yourself, pick up a tool, pick up an actual healing tool. Like it's not just about reading books. It's not just about, um, you know, thinking your way through your own past and whatnot, but you really have to find some um, system or tool or method to help you process and feel like what you're containing within you. Mm. And it really is about that, like mind, body, spirit experience. And I think that's where I went so wrong in my healing journey for quite a while is I was just focusing on the spiritual side, doing lots of meditations, but then I was never really addressing the body or I wasn't really addressing uh, my cognitive minds and the actual, you know, beliefs that were there or, you know, like the PTSD, like I said. So I was only getting so far and then seeing sort of like hit and miss results and probably not even doing the right meditations either at that point. So yeah, I feel like the amount of people I've spoken to over the years have Mm -hmm. found such great healing from, like you say, a whole variety of different things. For me, it was EMDR and IEMT. Mm -hmm. Huge, huge results, especially with PTSD. But yeah, like you say, meditation could be so transformative. Um, And I think it's like what you say, it's great to read it in a book. It's great to learn lots of things and learn why we've, you know, we're like this and where it's coming from. But like you say, it's the practical side of it afterwards where you then work through that side of things. And I think one thing that frustrates me so much in the law of attraction and manifestation sphere is the kind of bypassing element of it where it's like, just think positive thoughts. If you have any negative thoughts, no, don't think them because bad things are going to happen. And I'm like, please stop. <laughs> bad things are not going to happen <laughs> if you feel your thoughts. Feeling is healing. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what frustrated me the most along my journey was feeling like I couldn't express my thoughts or feel those emotions. And I think, like you say, it's allowing yourself to feel, it's allowing yourself to come back into that present moment and come from this space. Because, you know, if we're always living in the future, we have anxiety. If we're living in the past, we have that depression energy there. So it's a case of bringing it to that present moment and finding, like you say, that tool that really, really serves. So you mentioned meditation there. Is there any other tool? and modalities that have really helped you along your journey um no to be honest like i've i've been meditating vipassana now for 10 years um in the sn goenka tradition and it really keeps my hands full i think um it's a rather rigorous style of meditating where you know you go away to a silent 10-day course to be able to even learn the technique and from there you know you can um basically just develop in the practice and start meditating at home and, um, you know, eventually going to longer courses, um, like 20 days, 30 days, 45 days. And um, it's incredibly, you know, powerful. I think um, if I needed something else, I would go out and seek it, but I just don't feel um, like anything's lacking at the moment. I just, yeah, I'm, I, every time I go away to these courses, I'm left with so much to process afterwards. And my mind just feels tremendously lighter. So I just keep going back. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So for anybody listening who's like, I really want to become more present because we live in such a busy world, as we know, with lots of distractions, lots of things going on, lots of um, demands from us in life. So how can we become more present? Oh, that's a great that, you know, understanding um, how change can inspire you to become more present is really valuable because often we have this really um pretty negative relationship with change where we just do not embrace it. We don't want it. You know, we, 
we will see parts of our lives that we really like and we want to just work as hard as possible to keep it the same all the time. But when you live like that, you're actually moving against the natural flow of nature. Um, so when you are able to deeply embrace the truth that change is happening all the time, <clears throat> and then it's going to continue, continue happening no matter what, then it actually inspires, um, you know, putting more energy into being present to bring yourself back into whatever is happening in front of you, especially with the people that you love, or even during tough moments, when you realize that everything's changing, it grounds you in the truth that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Like, oh, this is not going to last forever. Like, yeah, this is hard right now, but it's going to change. Um, and similarly with loved ones, it's like, wow, like I really love this person and not so out of fear, but like, let me take in this opportunity to really be with them because I don't know how long it's going to last. And this moment that I have is an incredible gift. Mm, massively. And I love, I love the quote, this too shall pass because yeah. letting go, being present, <laughs> one of my biggest struggles. And it was really, really hard, obviously, to be present from a space of experiencing, like I said, all that in a work that I had first and foremost. But then also, like, my Virgo nature is very much like, likes to be in control, likes to be organized. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it's kind of like that spiral there. But yeah, when I really embrace that change is probably the only constant we have in this world. And actually so much beauty can come from change and so much transformation and light and everything, love, abundance, whatever it is, joy. Um, you know, just like the seasons, the seasons are always changing around us. And when we really embrace that and embrace every season of our life for what it is, 
it makes that journey so much smoother. It allows us to navigate, um, you know, no matter what comes our way with more grace, with more peace, with that more compassion, like you say, but it's definitely a process. It's definitely an an unlearning as such to relax into that change and relax into that present moment. But like you say, gratitude is a fantastic way to do that because when we're grateful, and like you say, we're grateful for those moments Mm -hmm, because we don't mm -hmm. know how long they'll last, um, you know, I say even be grateful for the struggle sometimes because remember the days you prayed for this and then those challenges or those hiccups or that growth that's happening with your desire or with whatever, you know, you prayed for that once. So, you know, be grateful that you have those um, issues. And my friend said to me the other day, he said, what a reason to have problems, Emma. You know, remember the times you prayed for this and look at these problems <laughs> you have. Like, what a great reason to celebrate. And it was so true. And it reminded me, like you say, how everything's always changing and how we have to take every moment as it comes so thank you for sharing those tips they're fantastic so how can the power of compassion transform our inner and outer world oh that's a great question I think um I mean compassion is really you know when you ask yourself like I mentioned this slightly before but when you ask yourself like if I'm not living from a place of ego then how can I live how can my mind formulate itself and I think the alternative is really compassion Um, And I think this really emerges from um, developing enough self-love to really look at yourself, you know, with honesty, to be able to accept what's inside of you. And when you see your own inner world and you start noticing, okay, that, you know, I have so many things that have been conditioned over time that I've struggled with that are points of difficulty in my life, um, but similarly, it makes it a lot easier to just look at other people and see, okay, they are also going through the same thing. And, you know, to be able to even take on serious internal work, you need to cultivate the quality of patience while you're doing it, because it's just not going to happen quickly, right? To be able to, like you said, four or five years, you know, that you've been doing this. I've been doing this for like, um, for 10 years now. And it's like, it takes a long time to be able to see deep, progress deep transformation and we're we're both still going but i think it's so important to understand that like that patience then you can easily take that from being an internal thing to then being an external thing with your friends and family and similarly that can keep expanding into the world because compassion and self-love like if your self-love is really real then that's going to open the door to unconditional love for all beings And it's, I'm not saying like perfect unconditional love, but it's going to start that sort of trend where your mind is just spreading its compassion and looking at all people in a way where you're just not interested in harming them, like at all. Yeah. And unconditional love is the goal, isn't it? To return back to ourselves, return back to that state of unconditional love for ourselves, for others. And I feel like that's where the real abundance is as well. I feel like when I feel like I've got back to that space and have accepted the past and healed and released and really come up, you know, into peace as such, that's when I feel like the biggest manifestations happen, the biggest abundance. Because for me, it was really a case of I was manifesting from a total different space, total different energy, total different vibration. And the things that I wanted as well were different. Have you found that as well along your journey, that things you wanted before were very different as you've gone along this journey? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think things have, you know, 
the things that I want are like more subtle than before. Um, and they're, they're less than what I wanted before. I think, um, you know, when I first started writing, it just seemed like, um, like anything was possible. And then, but as more attention came my way, I realized that well, I, what I truly value is quiet is like, you know, to be able to have space with my wife and with my family and to obviously take good care of, of the people that I love. But at the same time, like, you know, I'm not interested in fame. Like it's like, it's, um, I think in some ways it just becomes like a, a burden because there's just so much attention, um, heading your way. But now I think, yeah, it's, I think having attention has made me realize that like the quiet aspects of life are just much more precious and much more beautiful. Mm, absolutely. And it's almost like when sometimes when you reach those goals or you get that manifestation or whatever, sometimes, and I've had it as well, you realize, ah, maybe this isn't actually what I wanted. Like, it's great. And I'm so grateful for it. It's amazing. But actually, my priorities are different. My version mm -hmm. of wealth is different as well. And actually, like for yourself, you're valuing that family time, that quiet time. And I think so many people feel like that when they hit those big milestones. So it's really interesting. Yeah. One thing I wanted to add too was one thing I've noticed repeatedly. And I think a lot of people are sort of worried about giving because they've been hurt in the past. But I think that's probably been the fastest manifestation tool is like, you know, if you have give, like give, help people like, you know, and, and be really um, like, let that be a predominant part of your life. And I've found that um, the more that I give, the more that comes back to me. So I make it a point to to just, you know, try to help when I can, um, because it's, it, um, you know, giving has this like universal quality of bringing uh, safety to your life and not just in a sense of abundance, but just like the, you know, um, if you give, I think things will just come right back to you. Yeah. Absolutely. By the law of attraction, they return. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I, you know, even if it's money, time, whatever, like giving can come in so many different ways. But I've got a final question for you before my final question, Diego. I'm sure, sure. So interested to know what do you think the ego is? Because there's so many different schools of notion out there of what the ego is, where it comes from, blah, blah, blah. And some people believe it's something we must banish and diminish. And it's like, you know, the devil, and we need to get rid of it. And some <laughs> people are like, no, 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 we need to love it back into the light. And, you know, it's that inner child or whatever. So what do you believe the um, ego is? I think the ego is an amalgamation, right? It's like a bunch of things coming together. It's really the crystallizing of your conditioning um so it's not only your and this really comes from um like the buddha's original teachings right it's that it's your perception uh your reaction and your cognizing and your sensations so when you really bring all these pieces together um you have the ego coalescing and there, you know, it makes it feel like it's like one thing and that you exist and that you're, you know, this, this, this being, but when you look at it fundamentally, like, like what I was touching on um, earlier, it's just another changing situation. It's just mental and physical phenomena moving at incredibly rapid speed. So like when you combine those four aspects that I mentioned, um, and you combine it with matter, you get this sense of I, and you get this like universe that we exist in. Um, but when you are able to take your awareness to a very subtle depth, you start seeing that 
um, your sense of perception is constantly arising and passing away. Your sense of cognizing is, is arising and passing away at incredibly rapid speeds. And all these sensations are changing incredibly fast. And um, so can you fundamentally say that they are a real thing? No, they're not. But um, but at the same time, like I see why the ego is there. And I don't think we need to like punish our egos or um, or totally uh, eradicate it. I think like even when we, um, you know, I think we can simultaneously cultivate a sense of selflessness. And even then, if we fundamentally understand that, you know, okay, like this isn't real. And because it's not real, I should allow kindness to flow from me. Then even then you'll still have a name and people will still treat you as a person. So like even like the wisest, freest people, like, you know, the Buddha, once he became fully liberated and understood fundamentally that there was no I, no ego, and that he wasn't fundamentally real, people still called him the Buddha, Gotama, and he still had like a persona, you know? Mm, yes, makes total sense. Thank you for sharing that. It's interesting because I think that's what so many people want to know. Why is the ego there? Why do I have an ego? What is the ego? What's, you know, <laughs> so loud sometimes to a lot of so people. loud yeah <laughs> yeah we know so um okay well let's talk about your new book then Diego so lighter is out now where can we get it and what can we expect um so lighter is really like a culmination of everything that I've been working on since 2017 like I've always wanted to put together a book that was nonfiction and that had everything that I thought was important about uh personal transformation about healing, about um, emotional maturity, about relationships. And I also wanted to build a bridge between that personal transformation and show how that can really inspire global change. Um, because there are so many millions of people out there who are actively healing themselves right now. And I think that um, as healing becomes more and more accessible, um, it's going to create some pretty radical changes and hopefully help us build a more uh, compassionate world. And I mean, lighter, you can get it anywhere. You know, you, you'll be able to get it on bookstores, on Amazon, on Book Depository. And um, yeah, I'm quite excited for people to get a hold of it. And I think the the cool thing about lighter is that um, when I was writing it, I was sort of uh, put into a situation where for the sake of the book, for the book to become stronger, I had to tell a lot of my personal story with it as well. Um, so I had to challenge myself to kind of come out of the shadows because I normally, you know, just write quietly behind the name Young Pueblo, but I had to, you know, add a lot of Diego in there too. Yeah. And it's interesting because I followed you for quite a few years. Um, and when your assistant sent over your picture as well, I was like, oh, we're seeing more of Diego now. And it's interesting. <laughs> we're seeing more of you online. I'm loving it. So keep sharing. But um, yes, I will put a link to Diego's book in the description below. So you'll have a nice, easy, clickable link to go and have a look at it. But I'm really excited to read it because I'm excited to learn more about you and learn all about what we've been discussing today so um yes let us know if you get the book let us know how you find it as well but my last question Diego then is what is one piece of life advice that you'd like to leave my lovely listeners with today I think um something that's really valuable is just the same way that you may practice gratitude and just reminding yourself or taking a moment to think about okay what's what am I really grateful for um, I think it's just as valuable, like even at the intellectual level to remind yourself that everything is always changing. Um, and 
helping yourself kind of embrace and bring into your life the fact that everything's changing, I think will just inspire you to be much more present and also much more, um, I think, sturdy during tough times. Mm, absolutely. Love that. Yes. Amazing. Well, Diego, where can everybody find your work if they want to learn more about you? Um, so you can come hang out on Instagram. Um, that's my main avenue. Um, I'm, I'm at Young Pueblo there. Um, Y-U-N-G underscore P-U-E-B-L-O. And I've also been writing a lot on Substack. So you can go to youngpueblo.substack.com um, to sign up for the free um, or, you know, paid, whatever it is that you want. But um, I can, uh, what I like about Substack a lot is that I can write much longer pieces there. And it's been really, um, yeah, just so fun writing on that platform. Fantastic. Well, I'll put links to those below as well for everybody. But a big, big thank you, Diego, for coming on. It's been such a joy catching up and hearing about this new book. And I'm so excited for you. So thank you so much for sharing all your pearls of wisdom with us today. Yeah, thank you so much, too. It's such a joy getting to talk to you. And it's so inspiring. Yeah, just um, hearing about your own path. And yeah, I love um, how we can all do our healing work in different ways. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed Diego and I's conversation today. As always, you can find a clickable link to Diego's work in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching, my videos, my books, or anything else that I have to offer, you can find it all at emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fantastic week, whatever you're up to, and I will see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.